Matthew 27:46. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? A.W. Pink said, this is the most solemn verse in all the Bible. Charles Spurgeon said, I do not think that the records of time or even of eternity contain a sentence more full of anguish. Here the wormwood and the gall and all the other bitternesses are outdone. Here you may look as into a vast abyss, and though you strain your eyes and gaze till sight fails you, yet you perceive no bottom. It is measureless, unfathomable, inconceivable. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Forsaken is a terrifying word. To be forsaken is a terrifying experience. Some of you have been forsaken by your father, by your husband, by your friends. To be forsaken is to be abandoned, cast off, deserted, disowned, renounced, spurned, rejected. For your father or your husband or your friends to forsake you is devastating, but for God to forsake you is death. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If any of us had asked that question, the answer would be obvious. Because God's word says in 2 Chronicles 15, 2, if you seek God, he will let you find him, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Or 2 Chronicles 24, 20, thus God has said, why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord and do not prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. Every one of us has forsaken God. We have abandoned him. We have rejected him. We have turned our faces away from him. We have broken his commandments. We were all born that way, going astray from birth. And we continue to forsake him. God says this in Jeremiah 2, 12 and 13. Be appalled, O heavens, at this, and shudder, be very desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. That is us. And this question should be our question. But if it were our question, it would be, my God, my God, why have you not forsaken me? I deserve to be forsaken by God. I deserve to be rejected. I deserve to have his face turned away from me in disgust and anger. But Jesus, the righteous one, Oh God, oh God, why have you forsaken him? Because your word says in Psalm 9, 10, 
Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And your word, God, says in Psalm 37, 25, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. And your word says in Psalm 37, 28, the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his godly ones. They are preserved forever. Oh God, oh God, why have you forsaken him? God, when Jesus was baptized by John in the river Jordan, you said for all to hear, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And again, God, you said on the mountain of transfiguration, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And Jesus himself said of you, God, he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. So why have you forsaken him? But it's actually worse than that, because God did more than just forsake his son. He didn't just leave him. God himself, the father who loved his son from before the foundation of the world, God who said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. God the father crushed his son. Isaiah 53, surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter... And like a sheep that is silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and, and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people, to whom the stroke was due? His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord... God the Father was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. He didn't just forsake him, he crushed him. He should have smitten me, he should have crushed me, he should have caused all the guilt of my sin to fall on me. That's what I deserve. I deserve the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. I have forsaken God, and I deserve to be forsaken. But Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These words are the climax, the height of his suffering. The soldiers have mocked him. They put a crown of thorns on his, he on his head, they slapped him, they beat him with a staff. 
They spat on him, they pulled out his hair, they stripped him naked for all to see, they drove nails into his hands, they drove nails into his feet. All of his friends abandoned him, the crowd taunted him, the priests taunted him, the the two thieves that were hanging on crosses next to him taunted him. But with all of that, he did not say a word. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. While being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats until now. As the consecrated wrath of God Almighty descends on him, he opens his mouth. And he cries out, it says, with a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So what is the answer to that heart-wrenching question? Why did God forsake his beloved son with whom he is well pleased? We all know the answer to that question. We know the answer. But do we taste the answer? Do we love the answer? Do we even believe the answer? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I have forsaken you because of the sins of your people. I have have pierced you through for their transgressions. I have crushed you for their iniquities. I have scourged you for their healing. That is the answer. Do you believe it? Do you taste it? Or do you live under the weight of your sins? Do you refuse to live as if this good news is true? John Owen said, unbelief is the greatest of sins. Your unbelief is the greatest of your sins. You've made God a liar. You feel the weight of your adultery, and you should. You feel the weight of your lust, and you should. You feel the weight of your abortion. You feel the weight of your lies. You feel the weight of your alcoholism. You feel the weight of your failure to lead your wife. You feel the weight of your failure to honor your husband. But do you feel the weight of your refusal to believe the gospel? Do you feel the weight of your lust more than you feel the weight of your unbelief? But your unbelief is the root of your lust. Do you feel the weight of your bitterness more than you feel the weight of your unbelief? But your unbelief is the root of your bitterness. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken for you. If, if you will trust him. By his wounds you are healed, if you will trust him. You are not healed by your wounds. You are not healed by your cutting. 
You are not healed by your self-inflicted despair. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, by his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. And now because Jesus was forsaken for you, God himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we may confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Hallelujah, what a savior. Let's pray. Lord, the condemnation was yours that the justification might be mine. The agony was yours, that the victory might be mine. The pain was yours and the ease mine. The stripes were yours and the healing balm issuing from them mine. The vinegar and gall were yours, that the honey and sweet might be mine. The curse was yours, that the blessing might be mine. The crown of thorns was yours, that the crown of glory might be mine. The death was yours, the life purchased by it, mine. You paid the price that I might enjoy the inheritance. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.